Welcome to Content Pros Podcast, where we unlock the strategies and secrets of the best content marketers in the world and ask the questions you've always wanted asked. Content Pros is sponsored by Clear Voice Content Marketing Software, helping you decrease your time spent creating content by up to 50% while doubling your online engagement. Convince and Convert, content marketing strategy advisors and counselors to leading brands and organizations worldwide. Convince and Convert makes your content better. Oracle Marketing Cloud, helping businesses use the latest marketing technologies to tell their stories and connect with their customers. And by Uberflip, a content experience platform that allows marketers to create, manage, and optimize tailored content experiences for every stage of the buyer journey. Now, here are your hosts, Jeffrey L. Cohen, Director of Content Strategy at Oracle Marketing Cloud, and from Uberflip, Randy Frisch. Ready? Let's talk to the pros. Welcome to another episode of Content Pros. This one's a little bit different. Uh, Jeff's already been running around and you may have caught the last podcast here at Content Marketing World. We're in, as Joe calls it, the capital of content marketing, which is Cleveland. And in the halls, we run into Mike Styles. Mike is with the IHG Group. If, if anyone doesn't know it at IHG Group is. It's tied to a whole bunch of hotel chains that you've probably stayed at, including Intercontinental Hotels, Holiday Inn, Crown Plaza, a whole bunch more. We'll get Mike to tell us a little bit about that. Um, Mike, thanks so much for joining us in the halls. You know, we, we like to sometimes, you know, kill the illusion of, of you know, how you pull together a podcast. We're literally, you know, in the hall, sitting on the ground, the three of us, you know, making this happen. So content right. can happen This anywhere. is the most luxurious studio I think I've ever been in. There's carpet and everything. And, and you've been in quite a few studios. I mean, a few, you know, yes. Maybe, maybe you can start off not just telling us what you do at IHG. We'd love to get there. But, um, you know, for both Jeff Cohen from Oracle Marketing Cloud and myself, Randy at Uberflip here, maybe you can tell us how your journey got here because I know it started a lot in journalism. Yeah, I come from a traditional media background, so you know, did the old journalism degree at University of Georgia and went into TV news as a reporter and an anchor. Um, I was a fill-in anchor, but it worked out well because the main anchor was drunk a great deal of the time, so I got called in and I got to do a lot of that. So, uh, and then I went into radio, so hosted some radio morning shows in various markets like Austin and Raleigh and Cincinnati and got into the entertainment side of things. Uh, wound up back in Atlanta and started a live sketch comedy theater company called Sketchworks. So it went to the uh, stage medium, did a lot of uh, comedy short videos for, for that company. And then I uh, got involved with a social media marketing platform called Vitru, a startup in Atlanta, and did content for them. It got acquired by Oracle. Uh, and so that's how I just kind of got pulled from the traditional content-making world into the making content for brands world. Well, that, that's great, Mike. And, and yes, Randy, thanks. Another episode of Content Pros. Good to be here with you. And as Randy said, we actually are sitting on the floor in the hall, campfire style, around a, around a mic between sessions. So hopefully we'll, we'll avoid the traffic and the noise of, of the shows or of the, the attendees here at the show. So, so Mike, that's a, it's an interesting story how you sort of followed what is probably a circuitous path. I think we all kind of follow some of those. But, but now that you're at IHG, you're kind of in the, 
the corporate realm for a lot of different brands. So what, is, what does content look like at that higher, almost aggregate level? Well, right now, even though as big a company as IHG is, we are made up of, uh, of multiple brands, so like some 12 brands, including our loyalty brand of Rewards Club. And so each of those brands has its own management team. So, you know, there is the Intercontinental brand team, there's the Crown Plaza brand team, and they are responsible with coming up uh, with content strategies for that brand. Uh, establishing that brand's voice, tone, and personality, establishing you know what kind of content plays they're going to be making for that brand, executing on the campaigns. So it is actually very decentralized at present in terms of what kind of content are the brands going to make, what's best for them, what are the distribution channels that work best for them, what are the metrics that they that that particular brand wants to put behind what they're doing. And then on the enterprise level, which is kind of where I operate, things that are you know, the same as it were across all brands, that's where building the technology stack and constructing a content ecosystem comes into play so that we know all of the content that's being made. We can find it. We can tag it according to a taxonomy. We can use it. We can reuse it. Um, the brand teams can get eyes on microsites that are being built to make sure it's on on brand and that type of thing. So while you want to give the individual brands the freedom to execute the kind of content marketing that they want to do, there are some guidelines, you know, so that we don't operate in an environment of content chaos. Right. So would would you describe this kind of as a, a center of excellence as some enterprise organizations work where your group, for instance, is responsible for things like policy, overall strategy, coordination, training, things like that, because you, you use the word decentralized, which in fact is very different from that sort of, from that sort of corporate oversight, if you will. Right. So at this stage, we're not doing a lot of mandating. Um, I mean, we're doing some on the technology side because that just makes economic you know, fiscal sense. Um, but in terms of the actual creative and the strategy and what they want to accomplish with their content, we're really there more in a consult and advise capacity. So you could almost look at us as the, the corporation's not necessarily center of excellence because that's a thing I think that's getting a little overdone, but more of an in-house consultancy where they can come to us and get guidance and advice on the different strategies that they're executing on. Today's episode of Content Pros is brought to you by Uberflip and their weekly podcast called Flip the Switch, where they bring some of the brightest marketing minds together to provide useful insights, actionable takeaways, and a fresh approach to the content marketing challenges you face daily. Head over to bit.ly slash flip content to discover the tips and tactics that will help you flip the switch from ordinary to remarkable. This is really interesting, Mike, I, and I think a lot of the people who listen to Content Pros and work with large enterprises where there's multiple brands or multiple product lines have to deal with this. Jeff, I'm sure even at Oracle they have to deal with this to a degree in terms of the different product lines across not just Oracle Marketing Cloud, but the different business units. I mean, we, we talked about the fact that Mike once worked at, at Oracle Social. So, you know, it makes a lot of sense just to summarize what you said there, which is that Every product may need its own content strategy, but a lot of the technology infrastructure can kind of be set from above. How do you 
have you seen scenarios though where you need different technology within a certain group because of you know perhaps their go to market versus solutions that will kind of you know carry throughout yeah i mean there are some obviously in terms of what kind of format um, there is to be used and the distribution strategy that differs from brand to brand. Like one brand might be more interested in executing on a blogging strategy. Another brand might be much more interested in executing on a video strategy. So then they're in need of like video platform management and things of that nature. So that kind of goes beyond your basic global CMS system. Um, you know, we work with uh, content marketing platforms and to help execute on some of those content marketing plans. So, yeah, I mean, we let the brands lead us in terms of what it is they're trying to accomplish. So what format is going to be best for that? And is there a gap in our technology stack that they need in order to service what they're trying to do that we don't have? And then we'll, you know, work with them to address those issues and, and vet those types of vendors. I'm wondering how you generate a... a forum almost for sharing of best practices. You talked a little bit about you know, the center of excellence idea where, where IHG performs that role, but how do you get the different groups to talk to each other? Because you know, there's got to be great ideas flowing within one brand that another one could copy or leverage. I mean, that's that's very similar to the reason we're all here at Content Marketing World, right. which is to you know, see people get up on stage and talk about best practices and try and take those home and implement in our content strategies. How, does, how do you achieve that within your business groups? So our approach to that is um, how we divide things up regionally. We have four main regions. Now for the Amer region, we actually have an Amer content marketing team. And so they are running content marketing programs for all of the brands in the Amer region. And so in that way, they are that thing that connects all of the brands in the Amer region together so that that dialogue can happen and those learnings can be applied from one brand to the other. Um, that hasn't been established in our other three regions yet, but it's certainly on the roadmap to, to lift and spread what you know we've done in the Amer region to those other three regions. So having that one regional content marketing team with the oversight of the brands and what they're doing and learning in that region is how we accomplish what you just laid out. Interesting. So I'm more out of a curiosity, my next question maybe is, at what point does it become too micromanaged with the content strategy? Because as, as you said, you have IHG kind of at the top, right? Mm -hmm. Then you have you know a brand like Intercontinental Hotels or Kimpton, you know, who are going to have their strategies. But then I'm sure you've got some you know, ninja-like you know, marketers at the hotel level who say, we're going to do our own thing for this current market that we're in or this neighborhood we're in. At what point is that healthy and at what point does it turn you know, dangerous at times? Yeah, well, believe it or not, you know, we're, us being a franchising company and not actually owning the hotels, these are independently owned and operated hotels that operate under our, you know, banners. And they do have the freedom to do what they feel is best for their hotel. I mean, there are systems in place that uh, they use to, to execute on these things and to populate content on their hotel details pages 
we give them plenty of advice and training and encouragement on what's good versus what's bad. But at the end of the day, currently, these independent own, owners and operators can put on you know, their pages what they feel speaks best to their hotel's value proposition. And they know, right, because they're there. They're in that town, they're in that city, they're in that hotel, so they know what's, what's best for that hotel. So at present, we're still giving a lot of leeway in that area and trying not to micromanage. It's uh, even the global content strategy, that's there merely to advise each brand on how they craft their brand content strategies. So it's more of a pass down and customize model. Yeah, that that's a, sounds like a, a very interesting challenge because most content marketers think about the idea that they're no longer in control of the brand. They put content out. They don't really control what happens. You actually are in a situation where your business partners are doing exactly that because they're independent franchisees. They're leveraging the brand and then taking with it and doing what they want with it. So that's a, that's a pretty interesting addition to the Yeah, the but they challenge. can only go so far, right? I mean, of course. You know, you have, you have responsibilities and roles as a franchisee that, you know, you, you adhere to. And of so course. they're not going, they're not damaging the brands in right. any way, but we are trying to give them, you know, leeway into you know, showing us, telling us, you know, what's best in the ways in, in showcasing their hotel. Right. So, so let's dig just a, a little bit deeper and... Do you have some examples of, of some things that either some of the brands or, or hotels have done from a content marketing perspective that have been successful? And, and before you jump in, the obvious thought of, of travel content, it seems like a lot of, of travel-related brands do similar sorts of things. So if there's something that either is an outlier or was really successful because someone took a different approach, that would be... That would be interesting. Right. So I think what's the most interesting thing that we have going on now is how we're approaching microsites. In terms of the hotel owners themselves, you know, they're, they're working with budgets. And so you're not going to find them going out and executing, you know, major video production epics. You know, most right. of what they contribute is what they contribute on their hotel details pages. But then when you, when you look at that type of uh, travel-oriented more broad scope type of travel content. A lot of that is going to be executed on microsites that the brands put up. So, you know, we have um, Colors of Discovery for Hotel Indigo right now, which, uh, you know, outlays all of the benefits of traveling and staying and getting the most out of a particular neighborhood, which is the Hotel Indigo value proposition. And so each of these microsites, whether it speaks to, you know, music, like local, the local music scene is also big in the Hotel Indigo sites. Um, that's probably the most compelling thing that we're doing. Um, we don't quite have the blank check that a lot of travel companies do to just try anything and everything and see what happens. So we're still very deliberate in the kind of content that we explore and create. So at, at a very basic level, what, what does success look like from a, from a content marketing perspective? I think success for us looks like uh, convincing the organization of the value of content marketing. And that's what we're discussing a lot. All brands, not just us, all brands here at Content Marketing World, there is still that challenge of convincing senior leadership that 
this works and has an ROI story that is equally compelling to straight up merchandising and advertising, which you know whole companies have been built around for decades, merchandising and advertising. They're comfortable with that. They know the benefits of that. Content marketing is still something that you know you still have to point in a certain direction and say, here's what that did for you. Because as an entertainer, as a former entertainer and journalist, I intuitively know that the way you build an audience is to know that audience intimately and give them what they love. But then you have to take that and translate that into an actual business metric that says, see, this is what that did for us. And I think that's still a quest for all brands. And so are you actually seeing things like additional night stays or, or whatever like your standard hotel metrics would be? Yeah, and especially our Amer uh, content marketing team ha- is putting together a, a pretty compelling ROI story in which you know some of the microsites that we've put up and some of the content that we've put up has, you can follow that trail and, and you know show where that turned into a lead or an actual booking. Today's episode of Content Pros is brought to you by Clear Voice. Need a freelance writer? Clear Voice Marketplace can help you. Looking for trending topics or influencers? No problem. Clear Voice Content Studio is the answer for that one. Looking to store all your brand guidelines, keywords, and personas in one accessible space? That's right, Clear Voice can do that too. Even pay all your writers from one secure account. Go to demo.clearvoice.com for a free demo and tell them your friends at Content Pros Podcast sent you. So I'm going to jump to another area of conversation because I, I don't know if the two of you guys got to sit in on the Lego keynote here today. But I did. I'm a huge Lego fan, <laughs> so I thought that was really fun and really interesting. And one of the things that I, I have three young kids, so I know this is that user-generated content is a huge thing for Lego, but I would imagine is also a huge opportunity and threat maybe for a hotel chain um, in that you know the content being created by guests in terms of the quality that's put out can sometimes impact the perception. Yeah, we've How, talked a lot yeah. about that because you know you really want, especially in the travel space, you want everything to look beautiful. You know, that's the selling proposition is, oh my gosh, look at this idyllic place that you want to go to. So, but you also do want that user-generated content because they're the ones out there having the experiences. They're the ones out there that have the travel stories to tell that are really interesting and that, yes, motivates other people to go travel. Uh, My wife and I took a river cruise through France, which I had never done before. And, you know, we documented that trip pretty thoroughly on social and, you know, no less than four to five of our friends took the same trip. And so that's the power of user-generated content. We, you know, they, it does the selling for you. So I think the challenge there is to make sure that you clearly delineate for your uh, audience what is user-generated and what is being presented by you in a professional fashion. So on a microsite page, you know, you make it very clear, here's, here's at the top all the beautiful videos and the professional stuff, and then you've got a user-generated section or a feed that's clearly called out as such. So as long as you're transparent and authentic about that, that, hey, here's the real people stories, then I think people are going to forgive the wide range of quality that you get in that. 
Absolutely. Now that that makes a lot of sense. I mean, there you know we could we could probably do a whole episode talking about user generated content and and with your background in social as well, I'm sure there's that understanding and need to also engage with those who are creating content when it's good or bad. We, you know, we, Jeff and I heard from Jay Bear, who's behind Convince and Convert, which, uh, you know, produces this podcast where he, he talks in his new book about hug your haters and embracing <laughs> the good and the bad, um, of what's out there from those. And I, I'm sure that's something that's trickling through, through your chains as well. Yeah, I think so. It's, uh, you know, it is that fine line of how much of the negative do you allow? Um, and is there an appropriate place for that? And I think, um, I think people execute that largely on their own social channels without us having to address it directly on our official brand channels. But that's, that's a long-standing uh, discussion and debate in the social media marketing world is, how much value does that bring to you as a brand when you allow you know those kinds of negatives in? So, I have spent my whole career working in B two B, and one of the things about the B two B side of the world or B two B marketing is it's about generating leads, and we think about things like long sales cycle. Uh, multiple people involved in a buying decision Mm -hmm. and so talking to you you're a consumer marketer and and I'd love to kind of get a better sense of what consumer marketing feels like In in other words I understand with certainly with travel there certainly are considered purchases and it could be a, a three or six month process by the time someone finds out about a property or finds out about a brand and before they pull the trigger on making the purchase, there may be multiple people involved. In other words, uh, maybe a spouse does the research and then has to bring in kind of the, the final right. the final purchase. I don't think it's one answer or one size fits all. I mean, there are, there are as many different kinds of travelers as there are people. And you have very spur-of-the-moment millennial travelers who will just grab a backpack and go hike in a mountain somewhere. And then you've got people who are only going to take one trip of a lifetime and who are going to spend four years planning that trip. So I think you've got everything in between. I think the best thing you can do is just approach it from a content perspective, um, just like any buyer journey. And, and so it's not a whole lot different than B2B. You have various phases of the buyer journey from dream, plan, book, stay, share. You've got to have content that addresses people at each stage of that funnel. And then you get into the whole uh, you know, targeting and personalization aspect of content marketing so that you actually know who you're talking to and at what phase of the journey they're in and what kind of trip they're likely to take. Uh, we need to get much, much better at our knowledge of the individual customer, uh, both on B2B and B2C, so that we can serve them hyper-relevant content. Because there is such an overwhelming wave of content being made and thrown at people now that the only way to have a prayer of having anyone pay attention to what you give them is for it to specifically address what they're going through at that moment. Right. So, so you absolutely describe that in in terms I understand. Looking at, looking at the funnel. <laughs> I speak Oracle. That, that's right. Looking looking at the funnel, <laughs> describing audiences. So, 
we seem to have made this big assumption in this conversation about leisure travel. What about, what about business travel? Is, is there any focus on content for the business traveler as an audience? Yes, and not only business traveler, but the loyalty club member, because that is a very different animal than your leisure traveler. These are the people who are going to be the most engaged with you and with your brands. They are invested in you because they have chosen to be a member of this loyalty um, club. And so it goes back to knowing who you're talking to and targeting. You know, you're going to talk to a loyalty member much, much differently than you're going to talk to a leisure stay person. You're going to talk to a meeting planner in a very, very different way than you're going to talk to a leisure. But that, they need content that helps them and reassures them that this is the best place to have a meeting or an event. So it is. It does have actually that B two B component for us, in which you know we're talking to those businesses and, and those business travelers. Um, but yeah, you you definitely set up the user profile in terms of what they travel for. Is it for leisure mostly? Is it for business? And then that content has got to be specifically targeted and, and laid in front of them. So before we wrap up, Mike, I, I'm going to ask you one more question here. Um, and again, to remind everyone, we're at Content Marketing World here in Cleveland, and we, we talked earlier about getting different groups together to share best practices. The key is, what do you take away? Uh, mm -hmm. So I, I know we're early in the conference here, but what's one key takeaway that you've taken either from Joe's keynote or, or some of the other interactions that you plan to take back to your team yeah. for 2017? I was really encouraged by Joe's keynote because he came out and said what we do need to be talking about is so many brands, so many companies are just talking about content marketing and doing advertising but calling it content marketing. They are not truly committed. They are not going all the way in terms of creating content that entertains and informs their customers. That's the quest, is creating, building audiences by creating content that genuinely entertains and informs. And the brand is going to get positive blowback by being the presenters of that content. And the interaction between the brand and the audience is going to be a better, more authentic experience. And so I love that he called out the fact that a lot of people are just paying at lip service, are not truly committed to content, and just want to put lipstick on an advertising pig and call it entertainment. I love that. I think <laughs> I, I, I can only imagine the number of people you could uh, rattle going back to offices with those thoughts. So but that's great. And this, this has been a, a great opportunity to you know, sink in the hallways. Again, these conferences are a great opportunity to, to talk about content, take ideas back. And you know, hopefully those listening were able to take a, a few ideas from Mike. Um, again, you know, I encourage you to take a look at some of the content flowing through the different brands at the IHG, hotel chains, a lot of strategies you can tell goes into those decisions. And Mike, uh, it was really great to have you here today. Um, again, we are at Content Marketing World this week. We'll, we'll try and get a couple more podcasts in before Jeff and I get out of here. Uh, on behalf of Jeff at Oracle Marketing Cloud, I'm Randy Frisch at Uberflip. If you're enjoying this podcast, you can find more of them on the Convince and Convert sites. Uh, ours are at Content Pros podcast.com. You can also find all these podcasts on iTunes. 
please do leave us a review in terms of what you're enjoying, what we could do better, what type of content you're out there craving. Until next time, thanks so much for joining us on Content Pros. Thanks for tuning in to Content Pros. Please leave a review and subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast listening app. Go to contentprospodcast.com for a complete show archive and greatest hits. Content Pros is sponsored by Clear Voice Content Marketing Software, Convince and Convert, Oracle Marketing Cloud, and by Uberflip, and is produced by Convince and Convert Media. Find more great shows like Content Pros at marketingpodcast.com, the first search engine for marketing podcasts. Podcast imaging by Audio